Welcome in hockey fans in the desert southwest. This is another special edition of College Hockey Southwest Weekly. I'm your host Scott Strandy live here in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're going to be bringing in shortly my co-host Paul Hornstein out in uh, not in Long Island, not on Long Island, New York this weekend. Paul is up in Massachusetts for us covering uh, the uh, hockey games between Sun Devils of Arizona State University uh, last night at Holy Cross, this week, or this night, uh, across the city of Boston, basically, at Bentley University. So we're looking forward to bringing Paul in and getting his thoughts on the, uh, the situation, not only last night, but also tonight. If you missed it last night, another exciting win for the Sun Devils as they um, were able to go ahead and uh, pick up a 3-2 to overtime victory uh, versus uh, Holy Cross at Holy Cross. So Sun Devils trailed 2-1 to going into the third period. Got a goal from P.J. Morocco to, uh, to get things rolling. And uh, then were able to parlay that into an overtime period where they completely domin- dominated overtime and got a uh, game-winning goal from uh, sophomore defenseman uh, Josh Maniscalco. Just having uh, a little bit of a lapse there, folks. But uh, we uh, sent the bet signal out to Paul Hornstein. We should be hearing from him shortly. In the meantime, and we'll get you prepared for uh, what seems to be uh, another must-win game for the Arizona State Sun Devils. As we said, coming into this last three weeks, the uh, Sun Devils were going to be the featured uh, a team because they are the ones that are going to carry the play. They're the ones that uh, are going to be favored in every one of these games. And, and quite frankly, folks, they're down to five games remaining in the schedule. I figure they're going to need at least four, maybe five wins to get into the national tournament for the second straight time. Again, just to reiterate, they are not in a conference, which means that they will get in solely on the merit of their record as an independent team. Uh, they did it last year with 21 wins. We were hoping that they could get a few more, and that's still out there. So as we wait for Paul to join us, I will let you know that uh, College Hockey Southwest Weekly is brought to you by our great sponsors at uh, Behind the Mask Hockey Shops here in uh, Scottsdale and around the Valley in Arizona, serving the Valley for 25-plus years. Are also our friends over at OxyPow, our friends at M-Drive, of course the Ice Den, Chandler and Paul Hornstein is with me as I recap uh, some of our sponsors. We just have a new one in Roger Klein's Mexican Moonshine Tequila. Uh, of course, our friends over at Oceanside Ice Arena and Paul Hornstein, welcome in. Thank you, Scott. Uh, it's uh, kind of uh, nice to be here. Actually, very nice to be here. And uh, hopefully, uh, oh, we're on the precipice of another ASU victory. I'm hearing some hockey going on behind you. What in the world's going on there at Bentley University? Uh, well, here at the Coach DeFelice Ice Rink, it looks like they've got a group of uh, maybe nine or ten-year-olds that are playing oh. a little pregame action here. It looks, yeah, I love watching little kids, man. It's great to watch. It really is. Okay, drop drop oh. a few recruiting cards just in case the uh, Sun Devils need a few pickups from out east. Is that legal? <laughs> it is for you. I don't know. Is it? <laughs> Okay. I guess as long as I don't uh, hand him any cash, right? Yeah, exactly. Keep keep from handing them the hundred dollar bills along with the uh, business card. Just drop the business card. Remind them that uh, forks up is the way to go for hockey in the desert southwest. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Right, really well, nice I, building to I, have here, too. I mentioned to our fans uh, a little bit about what's going on. I saw your post of the sign that they're welcoming ASU and the ASU alumni. That's kind of nice because they know it's going to be a full house of uh, screaming maroon and gold fans, right? Well, listen, um, the, that has been very consistent since day one of this program. Uh, they don't have too many teams that come to the East Coast on a regular basis. Uh, the the hockey team does because this is where a bunch of teams are located and if you're actually going to play somebody else besides Air Force and the two Alaska schools you got to come to these codes <laughs> yeah isn't that a fact isn't that so, a fact okay so let's before we jump into what's going to happen at Bentley tonight in a little over uh, what we're a little over an hour away from faceoff no actually we're two hours away from faceoff but that's okay two hours away right now okay well I was yeah. close all right yeah so as we prepare for faceoff tonight, tell me a little bit. Let's recap last night's game at Holy Cross. What an exciting way to win another game! And uh, as the coach told you, he came into the game at forty-three, left at seventy-three. Yeah, well, um, you know, ASU scored first, which is usually a good sign. Um, but then they allowed Bentley to stick to cut to uh, take over the game. Bentley went up two nothing, uh, two to one, and it really didn't look like the way the game was going. The ASU is going to get a lot of scoring opportunities, and you know, as usual, every ASU game comes down to the third period. Um, and you know, then TJ Morocco uh, scored pretty close to uh, uh, the start of the third period. So once again, it was basically win a period, win a game, and. Uh, and that's where we started, and it was another nail-biter, and they didn't win the period. Well, actually, they did win the period because they outscored. Uh, right, they came from nothing, behind. But all that, yeah, but all that did was uh, send it into overtime. So uh, they won the period, got the game to overtime, and um, a really, really good job of keeping Holy Cross pinned in their zone uh, for about two minutes based on a couple of icing calls and not being able to let Holy Cross make changes. And eventually, if you do that on a regular basis, you're going to score. There's just yeah, no way yeah. that, that the it's other just team just a matter is going of time, be, right? Just a matter of time. Uh, honestly, uh, you know, like I said, it was about a two-minute stretch where ASU had the puck in the Bentley zone. And I'm not, sorry, not Bentley, the Holy Cross zone. And, and Holy Cross just dogged him. And they basically pretty much collapsed all to the front of the net. Josh Maniscalco got the puck in the high slot and had about half the net wide open and uh, put it in uh, the upper uh, left-hand corner, I believe, for the game winner. And, uh, you know, ASU is now on a five-game winning streak. And uh, eight out of their last nine. Absolutely. Winners of nine of their last 11. They're uh, they're now nine and two in their last 11 games since basically the start of the, uh, the new year. Yeah, couple weeks to go. And We're going to focus tonight on. I'm going to go ahead, Paul. And by the way, Bentley's also on a five-game winning streak, so something's got to give here tonight, you would think. And uh, so yeah, let's, both uh, teams are going to come in here with a lot of confidence, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Willie Neerum scored uh, goal number 15 last night. Uh, he's catching up to Johnny Walker, as we said yesterday. Um, you know, it's um, you have a situation where you know Johnny Walker's got 17 goals. 
And Niram's got 15. P.J. Morocco has 11. Josh Maniscalco has 10 as a defenseman. So when you've got that kind of balanced scoring, which ASU really hasn't had before, you have a good chance of success. Johnny Walker might not lead the team goals, and right now he's two points behind James Sanchez for the team leading points. So this is not a situation that ASU has had before. And, you know, even though sometimes they've been struggling, they're still 19-9-3. And, you know, when you can't focus on just one line, uh, you should be able to win more games. Yeah, absolutely. And we're going to see that again tonight with Bentley. You and I talked about this earlier, that you can kind of uh, just eliminate those numbers, the little numbers next to each team and their pairwise ranking. Because right. in the NCAA hockey, especially this year, Every team it can beat any other team at any given night. So if you don't come out and play your very best, you may be a better team, but if your performance right. doesn't equal that number next to you, you're probably going to lose the hockey game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, doesn't matter. Well, here is the big advantage that uh, ASU has right now. Uh, Bentley's power pl- uh, penalty kill is not very good. So if they can right. get some, some, some time on the power play... Uh, that would be a big advantage for ASU. You know, ASU's penalty kill has been really hot, and I don't believe they've given up a power play goal in around their last 30 chances. Uh, I'll knock on some wood there because, you know, I'm not really <laughs> superstitious, but just a little stitious. So uh, so that's where we are. The lineup does not change tonight. Uh, Evan DeBrower back in net as usual. Evan De- yeah, Evan DeBrower's back in the net. Uh, Peter Zong on that fourth line, Connor Stewart, the extra forward. So, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Yep, exactly. And then hopefully the guys that are broke will get fixed and they'll have them back next week or uh, at least uh, before the start of any potential tournament games. We'll play it one game at a time, though. Bentley is up tonight. Uh, I'm kind of chuckling with you, Paul, as we talk. I, I continue to watch the play of the week candidate of Jacob Semek and... It was a great setup and a great goal that he got for P.J. Morocco, but what's even funnier is if you watch the end of that clip, the celly and the way the group celebration all dropped down in a big circle was hilarious. I don't know if you saw that live or not, but... Uh, I was actually, at that moment, after the goal was scored, I uh, turned to the person to my left, and we both kind of looked at each other and said the same thing at the same time. (laughs) If you watch that play very closely... Um, when Jacob Semek had the puck before he passed it to P.J. Morocco, he had a wide open net. And yes. the person next to and he gave it up. And, he, and, and, and I was sitting next to uh, the SID, uh, Mitch Terrell, and we both looked at each other and were like, if that didn't end up in a goal, we were just going to just – Look, we, we just we just had the same thought at the same time, <laughs> and we were like, "You have," because that's how wide open that net was. I don't know why yep. Jacob decided not to shoot, but it worked out because PJ Morocco put it in the back of the net, and they got the game to overtime before they won it. So, all right. Well, hopefully they don't uh, add any more gray hairs to Coach Powers' head tonight. Uh, you and I will visit again after the game, and hopefully we're talking about a comfortable win and not a, a nail biter because we don't need any more of those. My nails are bound and (laughs) well, they're bound. They're bound and due for one, Paul. They're going to have a a a big game tonight. I have a big feeling on that. So, uh, 
enjoy the contest up at Bentley and uh, give us some reports along the way, and we'll speak afterwards. You got it. All right, that's Paul Hornstein live in uh, Massachusetts as we prepare for Sun Devil Hockey and uh, the uh, matchup against Bentley University. We'll be back again tonight after the contest, so tune in at College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Our podcast can be found on Podbean or anywhere you get your podcasts, iTunes, anywhere you'd like. Tune in to us, and uh, Paul will bring you the, uh, the update live from the site. I'll be back here in Scottsdale, Arizona, where it's a beautiful 73 degrees and sunny. You're not really.